Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, Razorback fans. Welcome to the One the Only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios. We are part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on all podcast platforms, as well as Buzz to 106.7 in Central Arkansas. So please like, rate, and review our podcast. And all live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I am Porter Hayes. Alongside me is Adam Hall. And we are also brought to you by Bet Online. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head over to the website on your mobile device and sign up today and get on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts, and we will go to the Metters hotline and bring in Kyle Sutherland and Kevin Bohannon from SB Live Arkansas. Football is approaching, and I was talking to y'all before we started recording, and we've been chomping at the bits for some Razorback content, but the high school game kind of starts beforehand, so y'all y'all have been getting a little head start and getting a little – y'all been busier before us. Yeah, it's it's definitely been a crazy summer for me, much crazier than I anticipated. You know, we got done, Kevin and I got done with baseball and softball season, and then the next week we went on vacation, and I was told that I can't really have anything other than maybe my phone and an iPad just for just occasional purposes. And then all these coaching changes started happening. So I picked the worst week to go, and then I got back, and things have been pretty chill for the most part, but we really picked it up really as a – August 1st, really been diving into it. So when you say you start August 1st, like where, where do you really start your content? Do you go with, with your rankings? Do you try to go with – I noticed y'all put out a lot of positional players and the best of each position. Yeah. Where do y'all start y'all's content of a year? So it's really been – yeah, we've been doing the position list this like throughout the summer. Uh, also covered a couple of seven-on-seven tournaments. Also done some feature stories, done a lot of really cool stories just about various players and some teams, stuff like that. But really now just diving into it, um, I just actually today I did the top 25 games to watch. Um, Really, that's about – we don't – other than teams, we don't do a whole lot of rankings, but that's one that we actually did. And that was pretty tough because it was 2A through 7A. So got that coming out. Then we'll, of course, have our rankings as of week zero and all that good stuff and as we start coverage for the Salt Bowl. And Kevin, I know you've been, you know, with baseball now flipping over into football, you've you've been a little bit more busier than than all of us have because your your content really goes nonstop, especially with the MLB draft and now high school. Yeah, my wife um, made the point today that she's been filling baseball stuff lately than what what I've been telling her about. Okay up in Northwest Arkansas, which was awesome to see. But, yeah, uh, you know, football's always been, you know, my heart. You know, baseball's kind of been the brain. Uh, but, yeah, getting, you know, we had sports from the shoot, um, the Sonic Air Raid up at Harding Academy. Uh, you got to see some guys in, in some teams. You got to talk to six or seven head coaches that day, quite a of them. And it just has been that guys when we played. 
Kyle, four year round, you know, going back to the late nineties, early thousands, football wasn't a year round sport like it is now. You know, you got team seven, you're allowed eight competition. And as Kyle learned, you have to take your vacation during the dead period around <laughs> July the fourth, or you miss out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, you you, right. you got to teach young grasshopper how, how to do it. He, he, I think he learned that this year. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, what we'll do is we'll just get right into it. You know, I got got my Ozark hat on night re- representing the Hillbillies this year. I mean, I know uh, with them being in the four A one, it's. Elkins is pretty much going to run away with that, and we'll talk more about about that when we get into the 4A. But 7A, you know, of course, Bryant's been the king for the last couple years. But if you were to talk about, especially with all the change-ups, if you want to start in 7A, you know, talk about some other teams that could contend for that title and players that could, you know, really help their team compete for that state championship. Well, I'll go with Bryant because, look, the thing about it is either – people want to put some someone else at number one because they want to get other people talking or because they just haven't really seen what's gone on the past five years. Brian is number one. They are number one until somebody else says otherwise. There, there's no question about it. Now, will they remain there? I don't know. Will they get their sixth straight title? Who knows? But the thing about it is, um, obviously, the story of the offseason was the coaching changes. Buck James to Conway, and then, of course, uh, Keith Fimple had, had left there to go to, to Springdale to be AD. So it, there were so many coaching changes, uh, particularly in the 7A Central. But really, to me, going into this year is not so much can anybody take down Bryant. It's how big is the gap going to be with between the West and the Central? Because here, here's the reality. Um, the West was just not cl- close. Overall, in the big picture, when you talk about top three teams at least, the West was just not up to par with the Central and you look at Cabot, they beat, they, they beat Fayetteville. They beat Bentonville West handily twice. Of course, Bryant handled Bentonville. Bentonville didn't belong on the same field as, as Bryant that night at the state championship. And also, too, uh, now that now also you have to remember Bentonville did beat Cabot. But I just feel like that you look at all the games from the top teams and the gap was about as wide as I've seen it in quite some time. So, again, yes, the biggest question is can anybody take down Bryant? But – it, can the can the West keep up more so with the uh, Central better than they did last year? And Kevin, who would you say would be some players, you know, key players on in the seven A that we we really need to keep an eye on when it comes to that that competing for that state championship? You know, and we've talked about especially with his position list of it being the year of the quarterback, so to speak, and go through and you know, running back. Look, quarterback position, it put on it no matter what level you're at, that you have to have a thoughts understanding to be successful. It, you, it showed last year with Bryant, yeah, and guys, doing it sometimes it's our secondary and Burns is one of the best in the region uh but you know having experience there being a third year starter at conway uh under mark kelly and that they're going to be tough drake Lindsay at fayetteville um there is no more gideon moats at bryant we know that and back uh Gonna look like at Little Rock Southwest, who you know a lot of people say. First, Daryl Patton says, 
you know, they, they've got the backfield and they've got the speed. Uh, the Chase Forte moved over there from Parkview uh, to start the quarterback job. Uh, and then, you know, the, the guys over in the, the quarterbacks at Bentonville and Bentonville West, uh, what are they going to be able to do to supplant Fayetteville and Bentonville, top two, top three, uh, to give them a shot? I think it's, you know, year of the quarterback, especially in, in 7A, because you, you got a, you got a lot of top guns that are going for that uh, title at one more stadium come December. And I want to touch on Little Rock Southwest. I want to, I'll, I'll mention a couple of players, Porter, but also, uh, I don't know who's that calling me. I, uh, I want to touch on a couple of players, but also I, I do want to say that Southwest, I think that they can go from right now they're a sleeper because they do have that new offense. You know, Daryl Patton won four state titles running the spread. He's now got the personnel to do that. And, you know, Kevin, you mentioned Chase, and they got some other players coming in. But I do think uh, that on defense, Derek Murdoch, I, I think he is probably the most criminally underrated. He came in for Mills. I think he's probably the most criminally underrated player in this state. I personally, I believe he's a top five player in this I state agree. right now. Or, yeah, regardless of classification, I think he's a top five player in the state. Uh, Daryl Patton even said that he compared him to Dre Greenlaw, and Daryl Patton would know because he coached him at Fayetteville. So I think Southwest and the Central for sure could move into maybe where North Little Rock is, uh, or where North Little Rock has been kind of in the past couple of years. You know, it's been Cabot, Conway, and Bryant. Bryant, of course, the top dog. But then over in the West, uh, I think that look, Fort Smith Southside is due for a big season if they stay healthy. Uh, now, I don't know that they're going to compete with maybe like Fayetteville, Bentonville. Uh, up there, those top two teams who we expect to possibly be the top two. But I do believe, uh, even though Rodgers, I like them a lot. They got a lot, especially coming back on offense. I think that it's not out of the realm to say that if Fort Smith Southside plays up their potential, they could possibly sneak into that third or fourth spot, um, you know, maybe behind a Fayetteville or Bentonville. But, yeah, you know, Kevin mentioned um, some of those players. I, I think it's definitely going to be a big year for the quarterback. You got Drake Lindsey that's going to Minnesota. Uh, Bryant's got a lot of players uh, that were going to play probably D1. I mean, that's not a surprise whatsoever. But I think Derek Murdoch is really a name. Again, he came over from Mills, going to be a safety slash linebacker for Little Rock Southwest, uh, really going to be a big-time player for them. So how much does, say, I'm a Fort Smith Northside guy. That's where I went to. How does moving into the Central like they did in the past hurt them? Because, I mean, I know they went 4-8 and eight last year. I think it's Felix Curry's year two. I mean, what upside do they have? Well, the upside is they're always athletic. I mean, you look at their team, and they've got a ton. Their uh, quarterback, gosh, Kevin, you, his name's slipping my mind right now. But I think he's gonna. I think he's due for a big season. A uh, little inexperienced, but they've got a lot of athletes and receivers. Of course, they always do uh, in the defensive backfield. So, I think with Northside – um, it's really just – I mean, the biggest – to answer your question, of course, travel, you know, is the obvious yeah. one. Um, but I think, too, it's also, again, kind of what I was saying a second ago, it's just Cabot, Conway, and Bryant have been so strong. Mm-hmm. And you got six playoff spots, so, you know, that leaves you three extras right there. But North Little Rock's also been kind of strong, and I'm not really sure what they're going to do this. So, I think I think it's not crazy to say that Fort Smith – or that Northside could probably compete definitely for that fifth and sixth spot again. Maybe that four spot if they catch a couple lucky breaks and, and uh, things go well. Gotcha. I agree. Back you're looking for right there. He's a. He's about so, uh, too. Keep having difficulties with Kevin. We might have to bring you out and bring you, put you back in, Kevin. 
Um, yeah. I don't know if he was having some kind of connectivity issues or what, but uh, I guess we'll move back mountain to the 6A. And, of <laughs> course, with, you know, Greenwood kind of being the king, but yet Pulaski you know, yeah. Academy. Do, do you think that is, I mean, the new king, or can Greenwood kind of overtake that again? Well, here's the thing. Right now, Pulaski Academy is the king. You know, they, they won the state championship. You know, PA has been, I mean, one of the one of the top dynasties. I would say probably of the last decade, uh, they would probably be the team of the last, like, while Bryant might be the, la- the team of the last half decade, PA you'd probably have to pencil in as the, la- the one for the last decade because they've been to, what, eight or nine state championships and won about seven of them. You know, Little Rock Christian beating them in 2018 was the only time that they haven't won it since 2016 or whenever it was. So, you know, them getting that game last now, PA, they lost their entire offensive line, lost a lot of defensive linemen. They're, they got a new quarterback. So that's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. But it's really hard for me to imagine, guys, that Greenwood, I mean, that they – I'm not even – I'll say, yes, definitely win a state championship. But I'd go as far to say even maybe for them not to go undefeated would be crazy. And the reason I say that – they're crazy talented, probably got the best receiving core in the state, got a great offensive line, got a great defense. Obviously, we know what they have in Kane Archer, still a little unproven, but just off the charts talented. And they're, I mean, you got to think about the past two seasons. They've ended in the finals, but lost the game. And they they feel like they, they were robbed of that game last year. You know, I, I saw about as good of a view of that state championship game um, with PA and Greenwood that you could have seen. I was calling it from the booth. And that was, a, I, I thought it was mostly a well-officiated game. That was definitely a bad call. It happens. It happened at a really tough time. Uh, but the thing is, is that's, I think it is, you know, it's kind of like, again, PA, Greenwood, Benton is certainly in that mix. Uh, and Little Rock Christian, you know, a lot, a lot of hype for Little Rock Christian this year. And I think those are probably your top four right now going into the season. Don't sleep on Catholic because they were Catholic as well. Defense. Yeah, they return their whole defense. Yeah, they got a new quarterback. Uh, they're they're going to miss Sanders, Sam Sanders, but Brooks Ward is back. He's all state receiver. He's just gotten better. He's committed to Air Force to play baseball. Uh, but I talked to Dylan Owen, secondary coach, and they returned their whole defense. Just about you know nine or nine or ten starters. West Memphis is going to be dangerous out of the East, and so can Marion. Uh, Marion definitely Marion, yes. Marion, of course, was Jaden Smith. He got an offer from Air Force the other day. Or excuse me, that's Jaden Smith from Whitehall. Whitehall. Yeah, they, there's so many uh, Smiths uh, out there. But West Memphis can throw the ball, and they throw it really well. Shoot out in the south, uh, they did really well. And then the Sonic Air Raid, they did well. Uh, so look at West Memphis. The east, you'll, you'll have a lot of parity this year. And then the west is just top-heavy, like Kyle said. PA, you know, Little Rock, Christian, Greenwood. But I will say at the end of the day, you know, it's Greenwood's to lose right now. And don't be surprised in two years if we're talking Sylvan Hills, you know, knocking, you know, they got 65 eighth graders and like 57 ninth graders right now under J.J. Hooley. And they're they're putting things together on the hillside over there. Talked to their athletic director, Denny Tipton, the other day. And they just – it's going to be tough this year. New quarterback didn't get to play last year because he broke his collarbone. Uh, so, you know, look, look, West top heavy, and then the East, there'll be a lot of parity, but Benton and Catholic are certainly at the top. Yeah, I wanted to touch on Marion as well because, you know, Kevin, they were so banged up last year, defense, offense. I mean, it seems I think 10 of their offensive guys missed at least one or two games, and they've yeah. got 
I mean, I would probably say, you know, Fort Smith Southside has one of the best offensive lines. Bryant has one of the best offensive lines. But even down to Marion, I mean, I would say at their best potential, they might have one of the better ones in the state, too. They've got all of the guys coming back. So, Carius uh, Kearney, definitely a player out of 6A to watch. You know, he was a guy that's uh, his recruitment, the offensive line, defensive lineman for Marion. He's really blown up recruiting-wise this summer. He's got Arkansas, Georgia recently offered. Um, and there's some schools that want him at – I mean, there's some that want him at defense, some that want him at offense. So, definitely a really good player there. But, you know, I think, Kevin, too, that this is going to be – Braylon Russell from Benton, you know, the Arkansas commit, yeah. had, a, had a big year on a broken toe. And he rushed for nearly 1,700 yards and 26 touchdowns. So, got a really good offensive line again. Got two quality quarterbacks there. Got some good receivers. So, I think that he's due for a big year. And it would not be shocking to see a 2,000-yard season. Moving right along, then. Um, what about the 5A? How are you guys feeling about it? Kevin, you go ahead and go. Yeah, it's class 5A, a uh, lot of the same stuff from last year. Uh, Parkview said at the top, of course, Brad Bowling won his first title as a head coach. Pine Bluff, is this the year under Michael Williams, Courtney Crutchfield, that they really take that step back towards dominance that they had under Marion Glover? Uh, Mills with Achilles Ringo, who threw for 3,800 yards last year, they're going to be really tough. Valley View up in the in the east, um, and then the west is you know kind of down traditionally. And Shiloh Christian, they'll be breaking in a new quarterback, but they got Bo Williams back at running back and new head coach with Tucker Barnhart too. So, but Barnhart is is a Shiloh Christian alum. He was there for a long time as an athletic director, assistant football coach. He was there with Josh Floyd and even uh, back when uh, Gus Malzahn was there. So. Uh, you know, that's around the state, that's what you're looking at. But I think it's still part views to lose. They got, you know, so <laughs> the backfield, it's kind of like Bryant. You know, they got two or three guys back there that could be a 15, 1,600-yard rusher, but they got to spread the love, you know, spread it out amongst those guys. Um, so you'll see it drop off a little bit. But uh, at the end of the day, I still think it's, you know, part view. And then Joe T. Robinson, don't forget about those guys, especially – uh, with Q back there at quarterback, uh, they're not going to be uh, – Coach Escola says they're going to be fast and athletic, which they always are, and their defense is going to fly around to the ball. It's just they, they're missing some key parts that probably would keep them from going all the way. Yeah, and start, start with the central for me. So, I, I do really like Pine Bluff. I think that they're going to live up to the hype. My question out of that conference is, what will Mills do? You've got your quarterback in Achilles Ringo who put up video game numbers back, but – Lost every receiver. Else. Yeah, you lost yeah. every receiver. So that's the thing. I mean, this is going to be one of those keys because I think a lot of there, there's a lot of questions, you know, about him at the next level. He's got the potential, but now that he's got to really make, now that his receivers also help make him look good, now he's got to help make his receivers look good, you know, with all these new guys coming in. In the West, I'm just kind of going completely just all over the wall here. So the West, I'm with you, Kevin. I, I think it is probably a little bit down. You know, I, I do think Farmington and Shiloh Christian certainly going to be the top dogs. Again, what's Farmington going to do in year three under J.R. Eldridge? What's Shiloh going to do with a freshman quarterback, a very talented freshman quarterback? You know, I was going through my, my 25 games to watch earlier, and it would be it would make sense to put Little Rock Christian and Shiloh on there for week one. 
but I, I, I didn't. I left that off because right now we don't really have a reason to believe that that is going to be competitive. Not to give anybody any ammo, but <laughs> last year, last year it was a blowout, and they had forty-eight, fourteen, baby. Yeah, it, it was a blowout. So, uh, but that's the thing, though. It ended up working out fine for Shiloh because they made it to the state championship game. So it's not like you know it hurt their season over. I still think Shiloh is going to have a good year, but I'm not convinced. I, I mean, I believe we're actually calling that game for the buzz. But I'm not convinced it's going to be a close game right now because I have no reason to believe that. You know, and again, that's no disrespect to to Shiloh whatsoever, but I just don't know where they are right now. Um, but then also in the South, yes, I think it's actually going to be pretty deep. Parkview, obviously the favorite. I really like what Trey Outlaw's got at, at Arkansas High. You kind of talked about what Sylvan Hills has with a lot of really good buy into their program. They've had that down there as well. What's Nick Vaughn going to do in year two at Camden Fairview after making the semifinals? And then in the East, here's my little nugget here. So, yes, Valley View, definitely the favorite to repeat as 5A East champs. Kevin, Southside Batesville. They rushed for, I believe, over 3,000 yards. So, I, I mean, you know, Kenny, uh, Kenny Simpson's got something that's a little sneaky down there, and I think he kind of likes it that way. And they, I, I think it was like 2,500 or 3,000 yards that they rushed for last year. They got just about everybody back there now in the backfield, I believe, at least one or two guys. But they bring in Gabe Witt from Batesville. You know, sure you heard about that? Yeah, they bring in Gabe Witt, who of course still uh, had a great season despite missing a month uh, due to a concussion. So they bring him to that backfield. They do lose everybody in their secondary, but they've got Isaac Wallace there on the defensive line. They've got a great front seven. So I think Southside Batesville is going to finish a lot higher than people think. Maybe in the top three of the five A East. Yeah, and it's it's not a pass heavy conference either. So. No. Looking at it, it, it may do well for them. A uh, couple of things. Matthew Contreras at Hot Springs. Yes. They could kind of be like where Camden was last year. Contreras, of course, he threw for eight touchdowns in the game last year. Had over 30, making decisions with the balls. But Hot Springs will be a contender. They could push for that three seed out of the south. And now moving on to the 4A, uh, you know, like we talked about beforehand, Elkins seems to be one of those teams. And, you know, looking at the conference realignment, I was just waiting. We were talking before we end the show, we'll talk about the growth of Northwest Arkansas and how it's really changing the landscape of every, all these teams moving up in classifications at a rapid pace. I was really surprised they didn't make the cut going up to 5A this next go-around. But Elkins, what, you know, the guys there have done in the 4A1, which it's crazy, and I'm not bragging on my uh, my alma mater any at all, but it's like just because Ozark moved from the 4A4 to the 4A1, the 4A4 was the worst conference, and then the 4A1 was the second to the worst. So, you know, it's still top-heavy, and I'll even just say Elkins really carries that conference. Is that going to be the same thing this year? And could Elkins make a serious push for a state title run? Uh, absolutely. they can. So, I'll, I'll say first, they certainly can make a push for a state title run. I mean, last year, uh, was it the quarterfinals? They lost that crazy game to Nashville on that Hail Mary, you know. So in they, the fog. Yeah, in the, in the fog. I mean, it was the crazy. I, I, I can't remember. It was somebody it was somebody from the Northwest ADG that posted, like, you know how in the NFL games you have, like, the percentage that you have to win. Yes. And uh, they had that, and it was like a .08%. I mean, it was just something astronomically, like, off the charts. So, yes, they can do it because they've got just about everybody back. Now, they lost uh, – was it uh, Devin – or not Devin Manuel. Zan Martin. Martin. Yeah, Martin. I, I don't know why I was thinking of Devin Manuel in place of the Razorbacks. Weird weird for me to think of that. But, uh, they did, you know, they lost an all-state defensive lineman, but they bring back Desi Dean. They bring back Deshaun Chairs. I mean, they are just loaded once again. But, you know, last year 
the the I don't want to say it's a knock. It was more of a concern. Talking about the four A one Porter, you know that that is a down conference, and uh, I, I worried last year that that might end up hurting them once they got into the playoffs. It kind of proved that that really wasn't the case. Again, they lost to Nashville, but they were right there. It's not like they got blown out or anything. I, I personally. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I think they probably win every conference game by at least 20-plus points. Uh, if we're looking at it right now on paper, I just don't know that they're going to be challenged. I don't see it right now. But uh, certainly, Malvern, I, I think it's crazy to think that they wouldn't be the, the overwhelming – not overwhelming, but definitely the favorite. Uh, Harding Academy certainly always got to be in that mix. Uh, even Nashville, you know, that's keeping a saying in the 4A7. Uh, Nashville certainly. Also, too, what will Arkadelphia do post – Donovan Witten, I mean, they lost him at quarterback. They lost a lot of receivers. Uh, but Warren, too. Warren is one of those that's always been in the mix, been for over two decades now, got two of the better receivers in the state. So I think that we're going to see a lot of uh, those same teams that you have in Class 4A that we typically have in the past. And think about, back to Elkins for a sec, how do they handle the speed of the teams from the south? And you've always seen that, whether it be Shiloh Christian and Robinson, uh, a couple of years ago, how do they handle, you know, the speed, especially on defense? Because you can spread it out and get it in space and go up and down the field on a lot of these teams out in the west and the northwest part of the state. Uh, but when those windows close a little bit, what? how do you scheme and how do you change your offense to score points? Uh, Pocah- uh, Pocahontas, of course, they lost their career uh, yardage leader, state-leading uh, rusher, uh, Plyville is, is kind of a dark horse for me up in the northeast part of the state. They got two really good running backs coming back. In uh, Harding Academy, you know, I love going up there and watching those guys play because, yeah, they consider themselves an underdog even though they've been a state title game four years in a row now because they're always out to be better versions of themselves. And Owen Miller worked hard this summer, you know, 38 touchdowns, four interceptions, set the state. Uh, record for completion percentage last year. Kyler Hoover had a really outstanding year as an all-state receiver. He'll be back. He committed over the summer to play baseball at Harding. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, can Jalen Dupree put up 3,000 yards? They're going to miss Cedric Simmons, but you're going to see a lot of uh, Wild Leopard or whatever Coach Plumley calls it down there, uh, out of the Wildcat. They'll, they'll snap it to him quite a bit and run behind big boy over there at left tackle, uh, Vinny Winters. So, uh it's going to be a lot of the same faces in, in 4A again this year. Yeah. Also, uh, one we didn't mention, Kevin, I agree with you, Blyville. Great backfield there with uh, Tim with uh, Tim Brown. Tim and, Brown. Yeah, and Ingram Battles. But also, too, out of that 4A3 Rivercrest. You know, they've been kind of one of the yeah. more considered. I mean, they're going to be crazy athletic again. Yeah, Michael Rayner. Yeah, Michael Rayner, they can do it all. They average 45 points a game or whatever it was last season. And, and I mean, they've all really, though, as far as 4A is concerned, They've carried the East uh, for, you know, for really the last two decades for the most yep. part. So, uh, as far as state championship appearances and all that stuff, so certainly got to put them in the mix. And we're going to take a little quick, a quick commercial break. When we come back from the break, we're going to deep dive into the 3A and the 2A, finish up our segment with the guys from SB Live. We will be right back after the break. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Mentors Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarksville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials is sure to have everything you need. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck, most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. 
And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metro's Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Visit us today and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the law offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Springfield. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our Harris history and experience to get the results you deserve. Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products that will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And we want to welcome back to the Hog Talk Podcast. We continue our conversation with Kyle Sutherland and Kevin Bohannon of SB Live Arkansas. And we'll jump right into the 3A, which we've seen uh, the rivals, Charleston and Boonville, make it to the finals. And I'll tell you what, coming from a Charleston, I know how their fan base is getting that win over Boonville in the way that they did it. I don't know if any of y'all seen that coming the way they just handled them because, you know, Boonville's got Dax Goff. And, and um, did y'all see that coming? And what do you expect out of Charleston and company this year? Yeah, I, I, I saw it. Brandon Scott was – and, of course, he got a lot of accolades from Scorebook Live and everywhere else. But you, you could kind of see it coming, you know, the way Charleston kind of went about their business this year. Uh I think it'll be, you know, they're going to come back down to earth this year with not him not being there. Dax Goff, of course, is back from Boonville. Can he go over 2,000 yards again? Missing a couple of backfield mates, and but they're, they're going to be up there. Uh, Camden Harmony Grove, they're kind of everybody's darling, but as we've talked about it, they're the Washita of baseball and football. You know, great regular season, not being able to get out of the first round of the state tournament or regional tournament. So, uh, Caleb Johnson, two – two, three-sport athlete, you know, back at quarterback for the Hornets. So, uh, what's it going to look like down there? And, of course, then you got Glen Rose uh, starting over. Uh, family tradition carries on down there with the Keener family. And then you look at uh, Prescott. What are they going to look like? Rising, Fordyce, you know, a couple of contenders. I uh, still think you're looking at Prescott at the end of the day. Uh, we'll, we'll be pushing up there from the teams from the River Valley. 
To answer the uh, question about uh, Carlson and Boonville, I did see it coming. I agree with Kevin. Now, the first time, I think everybody saw that coming because Boonville was like seven or eight starters shorthanded, you know, due to suspension and all that stuff. And come championship time, you know, you got to remember that day, it was kind of full of adversity. You know, we had the 4A game first, and that had like three weather delays. By the time we got done with that, it's, it's like time to start the other game. So that got pushed back to, I think, gosh, 3A started at 8.30 or 9 o'clock. Yeah, so, I mean, 8.30, 9 o'clock. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just we're all exhausted by that point. I mean, I, I don't know how Boone Bowl or Charleston was built, but obviously Charleston was feeling pretty good. You know, and they came – I mean, nobody was really going to stop that train. They were just – they were one of those teams, kind of like what Malvern did. I mean, Charleston was the hot team all season, but Malvern got hot in Class 4A and were unstoppable. That's essentially – you know, what happened uh, with, with Charleston to win their first title since 2014. And I do think that they are going to have some growing pains at first, but they do have a lot of guys back in the trenches on both sides. I, I feel like that maybe the back half of the season is going to be their strength and they can maybe make another playoff run. Um, all those teams that Kevin mentioned, though, you know, of course the Prescotts and Ryzen, Camden, Harmony Grove. I don't think, you know, used to be 3A like two years ago, I felt like 3A was kind of like I always say with softball. I felt like 3A was maybe the deepest conference, you know, in as far as just across the board. Um, but losing Harding Academy to 4A, losing McGee to 4A, I do feel like, of course, that has closed the gap a little bit. I feel like Hoxie, Osceola, those teams in the Northeast are still going to be pretty good. But my dark horse in 3A is Fordyce. They have been – I mean, they always felt like they were overlooked. They really, you know, came out and, and – showed out in 2019 and 20 winning state titles and then moved up to 3A last year and didn't have a bad season, but they were very young and definitely didn't finish as far as they have been accustomed to. So they got a lot of starters coming back now, a lot of big-time talent on defense and got plenty on offense as well. So I think that they're going to open up a lot of eyes. But I really like uh, also Glenn Rose and Stephen Keener's first year was the offensive coordinator. He still got his dad, Mark, there calling the defense or at least helping with the defense, and they got a lot back as well. Yeah, Heath Balance, he's a really good one, boy. Let yeah. me tell you, um, he may be one of those guys that's underrated as well, that he gets after it on the gridiron. Yeah. What about moving on to 2A? How are you guys feeling? I think it's hazing again right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, Mineral Springs had a big, uh, big improvement under Jason Hathcock in year one last year. Went from winless to seven wins, and they've got a lot of studs on their team. I, I think Mineral Springs is going to make a big jump. Obviously, Dennis Gaines is back at East Poinsett County. I think Carlisle, after they made a run to the state title, they're strong again. Uh, but I think kind of the teams that uh, nobody's really talking about in 2A, Mineral Springs is getting a little bit of attention. Of course, Cross County – has also become an intriguing one because they got some big-time transfers in. They only won two games last year, but they played like 15, 16 sophomores, basically, and some juniors as well. So that's an interesting one out of 2A. But I definitely think, man, you know, you got Braylon Anders, starting with Braylon Anders. You lose Luke King, great quarterback and linebacker for Hazen. But Braylon Anderson carried seven times for like a million yards in the state championship. Uh, just outstanding linebacker and running back, and they've got so much more. I certainly believe that you have to pencil in Hazen as the favorite starting the year. Yeah, Justin Schlenker is another one for yeah. Hazen. Uh, great with the ball in his hands. Uh, Mount Ida, a lot of good tradition down there. Uh, was down there a couple weeks ago down at Lake Washita, and there are already signs up, and everybody's excited about the lines this year. So, uh, 2A is really not what it 
used to be. You lost a lot of thump with it when Fordyce came out. And, of course, Junction City is under a new regime now with David Carpenter gone. So, uh, uh, Little Petrus, is it Luke Petrus for Carlisle? Yes. Uh, one of the defensive linemen to keep your eye on. Uh, and then, you know, what can Desart do? You know, a couple of years ago they were right there. Uh, in the thick of things for semifinals and then the state championship game that they lost. So uh, you still got teams from the old 6-2A that are going to be really good. And uh, then you got to look uh, the northeast part of the state now, uh, Cross County. Uh, like you said, the Thunderbirds could make a roll. But it would be interesting to see how far Mineral Springs can step up if they can handle the spotlight. Yeah, I'm also out of the 2A2 with EPC, Kevin. You know, Earls, Joseph McVay there, got a lot of talent always. Mark Tree. It's another one. I think that conference, you said Desarc, that one's going to be a really deep conference with, I think, especially Cross County being improved yep. this year. And I want to end it on this. You know, we're talking about, you know, alluded to it with, with Elkins and the growth of Northwest Arkansas. Well, I mean, how much do you think at that and really the growth that's really starting in Fort Smith with the Chaffee Crossing area and, and we're going to start seeing some potential teams like Mansfield and Hackett. We've seen it in other sports getting more athletes how much of an impact do you think Northwest Arkansas had on the realignment of, you know, every two years are coming out, and, and how much of an impact could that have in two more years? Well, and you, just, you, you just look at uh, – we'll, we'll just look at sports in general and, and starting with football. I mean, really before, what, 20 years ago, other than Springdale, who had – I mean, who had won a state championship north – I mean, in, in recent memory – who had yeah. won a state championship north of Fort Smith? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just – and now you've yeah. got all – yeah, now, you know, Fayetteville, Bentonville, they've had their dynasties. And it's not Harbor. just them, you know. Yeah. Harbor, yeah. Harbor won a state championship. And, and of course, some of the smaller schools, like, you know, talking about <laughs> what the uh, – oh, somebody's dog's mad. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, the jump that Elkins has made. Farmington, you know, Mike Adams had a great program there, but I think J.R. Eldridge can take it to another level. So – you know, there's so many programs that you look at there that really maybe a lot of people hadn't even heard of. I mean, realistically, before, you know, 25, 30-plus years ago or so, maybe I'm thinking, you know, I might have to look a little bit further than that. But either way, you know, within our lifetime, or especially within our parents' lifetime, it's just, I mean, it's really unexplained. I was up there a couple of weeks ago doing a couple things for work, and, and man, it's just, I mean, that was the first time I'd been there since, it's, it's, I think, 20, 2019. It's changed and it's just unbelievable. Lot. Yeah. Well, you look at Pea Ridge. I'm, I'm not, you just go through, look at Farmington and Prairie Grove and, and Pea Ridge, just those three schools right there. And, of course, you know, with Gravit, you know, they're moving off because of Bentonville West. And, and then, of course, the kids that – and now what we even even talked about is this free choice where these kids yeah. can just go to any school now, which I guess it's what you want to call a, a, a – a Shirley Temple version without the money of an NIL. Hey, come to this school and and you can and we're starting to see it more so in basketball. It's not really hit, I guess, in the waves as it was in basketball, as it was football. But I mean, that could potentially be another thing that can you take one star kid from Prairie Grove and put him on Farmington, and you know you're just looking at. I mean, we, we all know what used to happen back in the day with with the Charlestons and, and the Greenwoods and stuff like that, with the butting up right next to you know, school districts and, hey, we moved, you know, for a job. I mean, it's happened er everywhere around the state for, you know, I've been a fan of high school football for close to 40 years now, and I remember it way back in the 80s and the 90s. So I'm sure that's part of the deal as well, but it's almost like making it legal per se. 
Yeah, and the the old thing of okay, we'll get mommy or daddy a job. Yeah. And you know, we saw it strong Huddig moving kids over to El Dorado, um, North Little Rock. I mean, just going back through, just looking at the that they've had move ins, Parkview, uh, you know, basketball, they've always had a good dynasty going there. So, you know, the gentry's gonna grow. I think they're moving up, you know, next cycle, you know, talking to their uh, Anthony Nail, they're you know, they're looking at moving up next cycle too. So uh, I think it'll make parity in the smaller lower classifications a little bit better for 4a and 5a yeah. because those schools in northwest arkansas that are so big kids can't get on the field in any sport you know baseball they have 50 kids come and try 80 kids come and try out well you can only keep you know 15 for varsity and then you know you have a c squad then you have a two jb squads then you have two freshman teams okay well some of those kids that are playing freshmen they get stuck down there they can go be a star at 4a school and I think you'll see that from now on. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see, you know, what all go- transpires this year. Of course, we always look at, you know, preseason football. And summer camp started last week with, with the first round of practices, and then it moves on into the school year. But, guys, I really appreciate y'all's time, as always, previewing the, the Arkansas high school football season. And we're looking forward to y'all's work. Before y'all leave, let us everybody know where they can find your work, your rankings, and, and all of your articles and on your social medias. Well, I want to start off by saying it was great to be back. You know, obviously it brings back a lot of great memories being on here. I, I think I've – I mean, gosh, I guess you're over, over 300 episodes now. I think I was a part of a little over 100 of those. So, yep. it was really, you know, great times there. But, um, yeah, well, you can find all of our stuff. So, we actually uh, – we have put our big boy pants on. We've been kind of partnered with, with Sports Illustrated as kind of their <laughs> like their high school content provider for a while. But we now are under their domain. So, you can still type in – scorebooklive.com but it'll type up i think it's si.highschoolnews.com or something but yeah still that same thing scorebooklive.com slash arkansas and then of course you can check football and then when we get into basketball you can see that and then when kevin and i get into uh baseball and softball in the spring you can check all that stuff out too so we've got a lot of stuff coming you know really from here on you know school year is i guess here for some people i think some schools have actually started by now but uh, we started already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're running and gunning, man. I mean, we're uh, we're hard at it, and you can of course find all that stuff on our website. And then I post just about everything that we do for the most part, or retweet on my Twitter at k underscore Sutherland ar. That's s u t h e r l a n d. Yeah, and my Twitter handle is Kbo Baseball Guru, and you can check Kyle out. Every Friday night, Buzz Game of the Week, and I will be on for our Sonic Blast with Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater. We've got a great schedule coming up. We did flex games like Kyle and them did last year. So, uh, first, I know we're going to be at Benton and Con- or Bryant and Conway this year. I know Kyle and them's got the Salt Bowl. Uh, our first one is going to be um, at Plasky Academy for Plasky Academy and Joe T. Robinson. Uh, and then catch the scoreboard show every night at 10 o'clock on 103.7 The Buzz. Right. I, I will send out a fair warning real quick before we get off here that if you don't like listening to Kevin or I's voice, you probably don't want to listen to the buzz <laughs> on Fridays from about yeah. four to midnight. Yeah. One of us are one of us will be on there from four to midnight on Fridays during football. So 
That's oh, right. it's always a pleasure having you guys back. And again, you know, like Kyle was saying, you know, you, you, y'all laid, helped laid the foundation for where we're at today. So y'all more than welcome to come on any, any time. It's almost like once a hog, always a hog. Well, once you're part of the podcast, you're always a part of the podcast and love what you guys doing for the high school game and all sports and the number one high school content in the state by far. So we really appreciate you guys. Yeah, appreciate it, brother. Enjoy have, it. Thanks guys. Yep, have a good one. Well, that's uh, Kyle Bohan, Kyle Bohan, Kyle Sutherland, and Kevin Bohannon of SB Live Arkansas, and previewing the Arkansas high school sports. And Adam, I know, you know, being a Northside guy, I'm an Ozark guy. I always love, you know, high school season, and it always kicks off with the unofficial official with, with the release of the Hootons High School mm-hmm. Arkansas book. You know, I mean, for years, years, I I think my uncle has every single you know, uh, published or a magazine that's come out since they released it. I can't remember what year it was, 90 or 91. Was yeah, it was always year. crazy, like especially back in – I mean, I played, didn't play football in Northside, but um, being in school and, like, having that magazine and your friends that you're in classes with are in it, and it was just kind of like <laughs> – you weren't accustomed to it, yep. you know, because there there wasn't you know the internet like it was like it is now back then. So oh, I, I love the big it. the yeah. biggest thing we had in the early to mid two thousands back in the day was you know Fearless Friday. Yep, you know that oh was that got all the hype. <laughs> I uh, I joke because I was one of the uh, original um, on Fearless Friday. Mm-hmm. I was one of the people I was on there all the time, and just the four A. I mean, I I recently revisited some of those those threads and it was like man ozark boomville week used to have 20 to 30 pages by mm-hmm. wednesday you know this is just how oh, yeah. far social media has come message boards in high school and, and you don't see that and i was disappointed that by friday ozark boomville hadn't even filled up a whole page yet and i'm like man i was like oh. that, that used to be a war you know and, and i mean we'd be in in classes and if the class had a computer I mean, you'd have people getting on it to go to Fearless Friday. <laughs> yep. They might have their own burner accounts on there before burner accounts were a thing, just posting oh, yeah. you know, trash talk and whatnot. It, it was some great times on that. And then it was, you know, they would go off into other things, and we would sneak on 5A boards just to rile things up. Oh, yeah. But, it, it, that, like, again, that just shows you how far the, the high school game is. But moving on to college um, and the Razorbacks, and I, I'll tell you what, uh, I know other – People have said things about, you know, the Kool-Aid and drinking the Kool-Aid. But I'll tell you, you know, watching some of what Sam Pittman has said to the team and the accountability of showing up for the practices and how much stronger these guys have. I mean, there was like one, I think he said, um, guys that were bench pressing over 300 pounds and jumped from like 20 to 60 and Mm -hmm. squatting over 400 pounds. They went from like, 30 to i mean it was double and triple you know the well, amount even the the about sun. now too um you know the the amount of players that we have running over 20 miles yes. per hour and i mean that is you never heard that before you just you didn't hear coaches talk about it and i know you see different um sports pages or different athletes pages and they'll post them on the treadmills with the miles per hour on it. But that's about the only time you ever saw that. Or if you saw the NFL, you might see a, you know, a highlight of a punt return or kick return and how fast that player got. But now that's becoming more and more and more of a thing that coaches are tracking. Yeah. And and that was one thing that coach Pittman was saying, like, look, we have 
the players. We have the talent. We have the numbers. And, you know, I think a lot of them, we, we mentioned this last week about, you know, coaches are really like setting their foot down and be like, look, you know, it's time to hold ourselves accountable too as coaches and realize what we have and realize that our fan base deserves more than what we've been doing. I think the accountability that Coach Pittman has had when he's saying, look, I want this state, I want to win for this state, and knowing that, you know, I brought in these coordinators for this, we're, you know, KJ's back. He he said, in the, you know, when he was talking to players, there's no more excuses. Hmm. You know, it's time to drop your nuts and play football. And for him to say that, and, and I know that, you know, Hogs Plus is there and the cameras are on him, but more so he's talking more. But I really think he's one of those guys that is a genuine guy. Absolutely. And I know after, um, especially after his first meeting with the with the press, um, when fall camp got started, I saw several fan reactions that were kind of like, okay, well, tell us what, what was bad about it. What do they need to work on? What are this? What are that? And I'm thinking, okay, well, it's practice one. He's not going to come out and just tear everybody apart. Yeah. But if, if you've watched, compared to the seasons past and then now, he's saying different things in a different tone that you can just tell that things are a little bit different. He's not everybody's buddy. He's not everybody's friend like he has been in the past and like he's came out and said. And if you just look for the little mannerisms and the tones, you, he's not necessarily going to come out and say it full forward in that press conference, but it's happening. Yeah, and it was funny. You know, I was just jokingly saying, hey, we, we've kind of heard – Somebody talk about that before. You know, he went on a radio station, was saying that he didn't want to be this buddy-buddy. And I just jokingly, like, mm-hmm. you know, said, hey, does he listen to the show? Because it was like, is, is that what people see him as? And I think we're going to find that out. Now, If I'm not saying they're going to go on a tear and win 9-10 wins this no. season. But you're going to see a difference in this team. And, and yes, I'm going off just the mannerisms of look at the strength that these players have put on. Yeah, they haven't even padded up and, and played a couple of practices. They started on Friday. But when you've got so many guys running over 20 miles an hour, you know, you've got so many guys that their bench has went up 20, 30 pounds, that guys squats. You know, you're seeing guys, uh, Lemur, I think it was, 700 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at these guys that are strong. That's going to, you know, transcend to the football field. And if you got more guys buying into the system and getting stronger, one, I'll tell you what, when you get a new strength and conditioning coach and he's doing these sorts of things, that dude's earned his keep already mm-hmm. in year one because, look, I, I lift. We've all worked out and lifted at some point in our lives. People don't really understand when somebody says that they're listed at 225 and they're really 242. They don't understand the concept of you've added 20 pounds of muscle and you're still running at 21, 22 miles an hour. And it was showed in practice today. And, of course, oh, you know, you got Brandon guys. Sanders yeah. trucked somebody in practice today. And I don't care what. I don't care if it was the water boy, four string, whoever. When you're running like that and you hit somebody, mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to hurt and you're going to do the same amount of damage. And so we're really looking forward to seeing the seriousness and, and mm-hmm. Coach Pittman was saying and talking with his players about, you know, we're going to, you know, that, that coach speak. You know, of course, it's Western Carolina, but that's they want to play their best against Western Carolina, and then they want to keep playing better and better and better. And I think that's 
huge when it comes to what this team wants to do. I think you're talking about progression. It starts in the weight room, and we're seeing it already. Oh, yeah. And I think, like, on the defensive side, you know, I listened to uh, Coach Wilson earlier today, and, I mean, he was talking about, you know, issues in the past, not just with Arkansas's defenses, but defenses in general. And he brought up, you know, in past defense, when there's breakdowns in coverage, um, when what else did you say? Breakdowns in coverage, busted coverage, um, it's – basically all pinpoints back to communication and he basically made a point that that is not going to be their issue. He's not going to let the communication be the downfall of that secondary. Yeah. And that's, that's big because one breakdown in communication, if you're playing a tight game, one busted coverage, especially we've seen what happened when they played Alabama, Mm -hmm. one busted coverage can mean Milrow can be stopped at the, you know, third and eight, third nine, or he's running 80 yards down the field, you know, Wilson Wood here says, 10-win squad, fellas. Loaded offense to go with finally having a D-line with depth and talent. Our D is going to be the strength this year market. I, I'm not ready to say 10 wins yet because we're still in the SEC. You're still playing in the SEC West and looking what Jimbo – you're looking at teams you've been equal with and you played – and I'm not taking anything away from Arkansas, but you look at what AM's done with Bob, adding Bobby Petrino along with having all their talent. You look at what Brian Kelly's done at LSU and getting all those guys, along with still Alabama, along with, you know. Now, again, if Ole Miss drops off, Mississippi State drops off, and now you're replacing LSU and Texas A&M with those two, maybe could see 10 wins. I'm just not ready to go the 10-win route. I've said my ceiling's nine. And I'll say that. I think they win eight, but my ceiling's nine. I'm just not – you've got to win all four of your non-conference games and six of your conference games. I'm just trying to look on that schedule. I'm just being real. I'm trying to look on that schedule and show me six games that we think they're going to for, for sure win at this point in time. Playing in the West, and, of course, you're having to play, you know, Missouri again at the end of the year. we got to see how this depth's going to hold off. Because we can look at these first four games, and they say they cruise through those first four games. We're going to start drinking that Kool-Aid, but let's see how this depth starts. Let's see how that bye week plays into this schedule. And I hope they do. I I would love for Sam Pittman to get 9-10 wins again to prove that the year before, not last year, but the year before is not a fluke. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I'm still at that 8-4 and mark. Um, I don't think I'm going to come off that at all. And a lot of that is just wait and see. Um, I'm not going to say I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm just trying to, you know, the past is what it is. And too many times you get such high hopes and then get let down. So I think eight and four, nine and three is a good spot to look at, to be something to feel good about, especially a nine and three. But like we've talked about too, you know, that eight win mark in the West, you're that's still the fit, you know, around the fifth spot. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's coming up quick and I'm ready for it. And and the thing is too, you know, you want to pro- you want to progress. And if mm-hmm. if they and I've always said this, I say this every single year when it comes to, you know, winning and losing in games each year. Now I think you know six and six, seven and six, uh, seven and five year. You know, now we don't want to go two two games below that and go five wins. But you're still playing the SEC West, so if you're at six and you go to seven. Or go to eight. I mean, realistically, you look at all those close games they had last year, those two three-point games that they had. 
you correct those, now we're talking about a totally different team Mm -hmm. coming into this year. And again, like I've said, but risk versus reward. Yeah, you you might have won some of those games, but now you keep Kendall Browse, you keep all this stuff. Does that translate into this fresh start and having all this success in this fall camp? I'm really anxious to see and, and excited to see what Enos and company can, can do with the offense and Williams and company can do with this defense. I, I think they're ready, and I, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. I feel sorry for Western Carolina. They're picked fifth in their conference and because I think come September 3rd, September 2nd, um, Arkansas is going to be ready to knock some heads off in Little Rock. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, with what Enos is doing, has done in his past at other places, I mean, he's truly – while he runs a different scheme than Bryles did, he's giving KJ the opportunity to do more, to read the field more, to read the defense more, and to learn how to make decisions and not just automatically go to, you know, one read or drop it out to the, you know, the running back or take off running or whatever. I think Enos is preparing him for the NFL. Um, and I think the offense this year will show it. And, you know, the, the play call, we saw – play calling with Enos in the past. I mean, he's going to pop out some tricks, um, yeah. some formations that we haven't seen. And I think people expected that, the gimmicks and whatnot, a lot more under Bryles. But, you know, looking back, you know, we saw it quite a bit with Enos. And so I think that's something to look forward to again as well. Yeah, and I think the fans are going to gasp the first time they try a flea flicker or a reverse or double road because just mm-hmm. PTSD. They're used to seeing – what happens with Browles and, you know, moving the tight end to, you know, fourth one, you know, and yeah. trying to run it with Knox. You know, stuff like that still going to take some time, and that should mm-hmm. be understandable. I think Enos understands that. I think Coach Pittman understands that. But, you know, we're talking about, you know, getting that slow, you know, that start with Sir Carolina, then you kind of bump up a little bit Kent State, and then BYU, you should be ready to go. all cylinders because I'm telling you what, September 16th to the 23rd, you go from BYU to at LSU. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have things straightened out by BYU, you are going to be in trouble when you go down to Baton Rouge. Yeah, absolutely. Be- um, I mean, you could say what you want. Brian Kelly has already done a phenomenal job yes. there, whether he has his accent or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of those things that he brings, you know, what he does at the table, what he did at Notre Dame, um, LSU, if they have a decent coach. They're going to have a good program. Um, that's just the way that it is. So anytime Arkansas or LSU is down, that game is always, you know, it's it's one of those that's either going to be close or it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. Yeah, and even looking at it, just scrolling through here, everybody's talking about, you know, that four-game stretch of at LSU, uh, Arlington, at Ole Miss, Alabama, and then you got uh, Mississippi State, and then a bye I mean, that's where it's going to be crucial of this bye week because you don't get a bye week until the end of October. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't – it would be a lot different if you got to play LSU, Texas A&M, bye week, Ole Miss at Alabama. But that's not the case. So, I mean, this strength that we're talking about, this the speed and the strength of these guys – that, that's going to be where it comes into play to where guys are stronger. They're not going to get pushed around as much. And mm-hmm. then that's where the balance comes into play. That, that The balance of we're passing opposed to running. If you're balancing out, that's going to go on the blocking. We're not having to block as long. 
We're not having to run down the field as much. You know, all that can come into play. But conditioning strength is your foundation. And if they've already started with that foundation and improved that much on their strength mm-hmm. and conditioning, it bodes well for them this year. Absolutely. And I think one thing that we've already seen with, you know, the new strength conditioning coach in this team is you kind of saw throughout the end of last season or the second half of last season, you know, the conditioning wasn't there. And you kind of heard it from some of the players that with Coach Slaughter coming in that they're doing things that they didn't do in the in the past or that they stopped doing or whatever the case may be. And so that's something I think that the players seem to be taking to it like – we haven't seen in quite a while. I'm um, just seeing, you know, the video of Limmer uh, squatting. I mean, seeing the hype around the entire team that was around him. Like we, we didn't see that for quite a while. Yeah. And, and of, of course, you know, you seeing your teammates, but you seeing within yourself that you're getting stronger, you seeing mm-hmm. the gains, you're not going there working your tail off all spring and all summer and not seeing any progress, but, but you, have a new coach and just say you started at 285 you know that's where you're working out at your max is 340 and all of a sudden you just bump that up 20 pounds now where you're working out with 300 and your max is 350 360 I mean that right there just shows that the strength you're eating right I mean there you're a d1 program with the top facilities in the country mm-hmm. if you're serious about your health and your nutrition and what you want to do working out there should be no excuses when it comes to your potential, but you've got to have that drive and you've got to have that support system. You've got to want to go to those workouts. And that was something, you know, a lot of people seen the, Hey, it's our year. We need to believe. But before that, it was the accountability. Hey, look, we've had this many guys mix spring, these many spring practices. We've had mm-hmm. this guy, this many guys tardy, you know, he was putting it out there. Like, look, this is going to be unacceptable but look at what we've done overall. And that was very impressive to me hearing him say that is, yes, I'm getting on to you boys, but I love you. you know, well, and I think too, the, you know, that being put out like it was, there's not a doubt in my mind that I, that hasn't been addressed to some extent, obviously in the past, but it goes to show kind of like we've already touched on with the being everybody's buddy, being everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. That's kind of showing everybody that is questioning it. Hey, this is what's going on in here. Yep. We're cutting all the BS out. It's done and gone. And he appreciates them for turning that part of it around. Yeah. And we'll, we'll continue to get more, you know, with fall camp, you know, continuing on this week. And, and Hogs Plus, they're bringing out more stuff. They're uh, growing up with Grovey coming out. All new stuff. Go over to hogsplus.com. Subscribe today. Get all the original content behind the scenes. Uh, camping out with Tarot Homage. I mean, just a lot of good content that, of course, you know, thank you to Sawyer and, and team at Hogs Plus for letting us, you know, run their content on our podcast and our live streams for our audience. But Adam, you got anything else before we wrap up here? No, just leading up to the season, you know, we've got our daily countdowns and a lot of the news that comes out over at um, Hawk Sports on Facebook and Instagram. Our Hawk Sports is obviously a lot more active. Still trying to get a 20,000 mark before kickoff. So we're getting closer and closer. So come on over there and uh, give us a look. That's right. All right, for Adam Hall, I'm Porter Hayes. That's been another episode of the Hog Talk Podcast brought to you by Bet Online, Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, and, of course, all of our friends downtown Ozark at Arkansas Brewing Company. We will catch you next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.